It's DTS 217 and Forsaken has arrived. Good luck, Guardians. Enjoy the new year. You're listening to Destiny The Show. What's good, everybody, and welcome to the DTS Podcast. I am BBK Dragoon. I'm joined, as always, by my great co-host, Diddy. Feels like a lot longer than a week, dude. I've been playing a bunch of Destiny. By the time most people are listening to the show, Forsaken is live. How was your last week, and uh, how hyped on you are on Forsaken and words and things? I mean, after that free day of Gambit, I am super stoked for that game type and for whatever else Forsaken has, because... Gambit is incredibly fun, extremely fun. The most fun I've ever had in Destiny 2 in a really, Whoa. really long time. Yeah. I mean, as you know, I'm more of a PvE player than a PvP player, but it's just that right mix where I could focus on killing enemies, like bosses or not uh, like mobs the yes. whole time and not have to worry about the invaders because my team can handle that. So you just got to like laser focus in on PVE, wipe all the floor, get all the ads out yeah. of here super yep. efficiently. Kill all the ads as quickly as possible, get the moats, bank the moats, send taken ogres as the large blockers on the other side so that the enemy team has to deal with that before they can bank more moats and then kill the primeval. And it was it was just a ton of fun. I absolutely loved it. And honestly, I am not feeling the Orpheus Riggs nerf quite as much as a lot of other people because it's still super good. Risk Runner as well, that exotic machine submachine gun in your secondary slot is super good, uh, especially for that last weekend because it was just Cabal and Fallen and most of them use arc damage. So it triggers that infinite uh bottomless clip and it was it was quite nice risk runners ridiculous in those circumstances plus um well i guess i wanted to ask you do you really good do you think uh gambit has legs under it in terms of like a long-term game mode they could develop and build out over the course of d2's life uh more so than prison of elders okay um i think because it's yeah it can be repetitive but there's a lot of strategy and planning involved in that you have to okay if i kill this mob do i have enough time to bank all the moats before an invader comes or do i have to wait to kill the invader and then bank the moats because when you die you lose all the moats you're carrying and you can't you know put that towards your primeval so i think i think if they keep the maps uh rotations and the enemy types on good rotation um, I know we were just playing on the one map in this last week, and I know there's a few maps dropping with Forsaken, so I think it'll definitely have a lot of replayability, at least for the first season, at least until December, yeah. Cool. All right, way good to hear. Let's dive into the news, talk about the Vidoc outlining the annual pass content, as well as the free seasonal updates, probably the most amount of info we've ever had in terms of what the year ahead looks like. And in terms of Forsaken stuff, talking about some of the known bugs in 2.0 that are continuing on, hand cannons on PC and PvP, we're looking at you, so let's just get into the news. News! 
Boys. All right, Diddy, I played quite a bit this last week. Update 2.0 did go live. That's the Forsaken preload patch. It had the weapon slot updates, the sandbox up updates, the director updates, heroic story missions, updates to the miles and uh, milestones and challenges, and finally that vault space increase. I'm really looking forward to digging my teeth into Forsaken, getting some material exchanges because the new infusion system has made me run out of planetary materials so darn fast. And here we are looking at the calendar ahead. Why don't we start with the first month and a half of Forsaken. I'll begin with on the 14th, so a week from this Friday, the raid Last Wish releases. A lot of hype about it. That gives players a good 10 days to work on getting geared up, preparing for that raid. I'm expecting Forsaken to be a little bit beefier. But when is the next event uh, coming our way? So that next week is September 18th. Iron Banner is going to be returning. There's going to be a new Crucible map called the Convergence as well. So right on the heels of that new raid drop-in, you got a PvP event right there. Mm -hmm. And following that, September 25th, a new Crucible mode breakthrough is going live with new Crucible maps also going live alongside of it. I'm assuming that they're sort of going to do the disbursement of these new PvP maps similar to hey, we had the Leviathan PvP map, and after Last Wish releases, right. we'll probably see a similar drop. Yep. Cool. And we have a familiar event coming back, right? Yep, the Festival of the Cost, I mean Lost, uh, in October, <laughs> uh, returning with a twist. So, who knows? And then, of course, beyond October, the evolution of the Dreaming City, the new endgame space, as well as additional surprises. So, it's typical when we start a new year of Destiny to get a one-month-long calendar ditty but what is not typical is to see that calendar actually continuing further and getting an idea of what is ahead. When Bungie first announced the annual pass, you and I both talked at length about pros and cons of that concept, the benefits, the downsides, and sort of left it to the listener to decide where they landed. Both of us had firmly decided we're not buying the annual pass until we have a good concrete right. idea of what you're going to actually be getting. Well, Bungie came out of left field and did a Vidoc outlining what the annual pass content will look like. However, these are loose outlines and more, I would say, probably, what would you say, the shape of what the annual pass content releases will be versus um, us actually knowing how much bread, how much butter is going to be on this toast, right? Yeah, they're, they're basically saying you're getting a sandwich in December. You're getting, uh, a, a, well, I guess like a like a... Christmas ham in December, and then nice. you're going to get a burger in the spring, and then, you know, a hot dog. I'm glad we're keeping the food the metaphor alive. <laughs> uh, they don't know exactly what type of sandwich you're going to get in the spring, but you know it's going to be a sandwich. So um, they, this was really great. I mean, I'm really happy they did this year, um, this year-long roadmap, because we've, like you said, we've never seen something like that before, and now we know... This, this is not like a Destiny 2 launch type situation. What is Curse of Osiris? We have no idea what that's going to be. But, you know, starting off strong, they broke it down into the free seasonal updates column available to all players of Destiny 2. So you don't have to get the Forsaken. You don't have to buy the annual pass. And then they also broke it down into the column of the annual pass. What do you get for this paid content for each new season? So December 2018, I mean, right off the heels of Forsaken, what are we going to get? Uh, hopping into Season of the Forge. My mouse just turned on on a computer that's turned off. 
That's super duper weird. The lights <laughs> just powered on. Sorry. That totally distracted me. So first of all, uh, the season we're entering into now has a name, Season of the Outlaw. This is going to be the first season of year two. And then coming in December, like you mentioned, the Season of the Forge starts. So the free seasonal update, everybody who owns Destiny 2 Forsaken, We'll be getting heavy machine guns, new weapons, new crucible content, iron banner, gameplay updates, and seasonal ranks. Plus, the dawning event will be making its return. It's confirmed. But the annual pass content, first one is called Black Armory. And the flavor text reads, discover weapons of light and fury. Add the Black Armory's treasure, treasure to your legend. So you get access to the Black Armory, new forges of the chain activity, new raid layer, new exotics, new legendaries, new triumphs and collections, and bonus rewards. From the Vidoc, it made it look like this is going to be the concept of forging weapons, but amped up and hopefully refined quite a bit more from the Curse of Osiris experiment with that, you know? Yeah, obtaining legendary, not like the legendary class, the purple ones, but like infamous weapons within the Destiny lore and universe that the the player may not know of yet that are super powerful and super awesome to use so i mean hey do you think we'll get a gallerhorn back with the black harmony maybe we build the gallerhorn again don't 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 pull my sail out of the wind and work talk on it diddy fine you destroyed it for all these new destiny 2 kindergartians who are like what's a gallerhorn i mean obviously get the gallerhorn because it's the best also um whatever weapon zur sells the second week after Forsaken drops, buy it. Just buy it. Just buy all the things and stuff. Yep. What's coming in the spring? So spring 2019, of course, the free seasonal update is the season of the Drifter, which, by the way, the Gambit playlist, the main guy is called the Drifter. So we'll learn more about him and his lore. Um, uh, for the free seasonal update, of course, we'll get the new weapons, new Crucible content, Iron Banner again, gameplay updates, and seasonal ranks back then back there so uh, an event as well with this season but that is to be announced so we don't know so just like the dawning is coming this winter we don't know what's going to come in the spring but something is planned with the annual po annual pass paid content it's called joker's wild gambit was only the beginning and the drifter is ready to deal you another deadly hand and with that comes new activity experience gambit evolves Ooh, what does that mean New exotics, new legendaries, new triumphs and collections, and bonus rewards with more information coming soon. Totally. And then finally, to wrap it out, summer 2019, season of the blank, or as did he put it, season of the white bar. They're not revealing the name of this one, <laughs> so I'm expecting this season to have some sort of lore consequence tied to it, like season of rebirth, Cade's revenge, or something like that. Obviously... They haven't uh, announced the event just yet for this one. Same story. New weapons, Iron Banner, new Crucible content, gameplay updates, and seasonal ranks. That's the free side of things. The Would this be pass. like... Sorry, sorry no, just to cut you off. Yeah, yeah. Would this be like Revenge of the Colonel? Because Cage yeah. Chicken name is Cur the Colonel. So That's right. Revenge of the Colonel come in uh, summer 2019. You heard it here first. Diddy's going to get us <laughs> NDA'd for leaking the juicy details. But for real, please please don't email us. going to take the show down. Yeah. The annual pass content is called Penumbra, and the flavor text reads, only the brave will learn what lurks in the shadow. Only the strong will survive its teeth. So new activity experience, new raid layer, new exotics, new legendaries, new triumphs and collections, and bonus rewards. If you guys want to learn more and see quite a bit of video footage of these things, you can go to our website, destinytheshow.com, or you can go to Bungie's website and check out this week at Bungie. They have 
a Vidoc associated with it. So while it may sound very similar on paper, I can't believe it, but Bungie actually looks to have some of this content completed and is working on it ahead of time. It's unbelievable, Diddy. They actually, like, what blows me away is it feels like at the start of this year of Destiny, they actually have a plan for what they're going to do for the next nine months, which is, I feel like, the first time we've experienced this, right? Other than, like, yeah. the first year of D1. Exactly. And I think, I mean, this is just so great. Like I said, it's we've never seen this much of a plan beforehand. And this is a year out, right? Yeah. So just to recap, right, we have, of course, we have the new raid coming in Forsaken, and we have two raid layers. One this winter with the Black Armory. We're skipping Joker's Wild for a raid layer, probably in favor of Gambit evolving. And then in Penumbra, we're having a second raid layer. So again, uh, only two raid layers with one raid um, per year. I think I'm okay with that. Um, I, of course, would like to see a raid layer every single major content release, but, you know, Gambit is just so much fun. I'm excited to see, even now, how it can evolve. So it looks like what we had talked about when the annual pass was first announced is true here and confirmed in the Vidoc, that the emphasis is no longer on building some campaign missions. It's no longer delivering, you know, oh, yeah, that's right. a five-mission campaign with voice acting, paying, you know, awesome actors like Moreno Bakaram or whatever to come in voice and, and really push that budget up. It's shifted to activities. In the Vidoc itself, you have some of the higher-ups at Bungie basically saying, like, we want content drought to be a thing of the past. We want there to never be a content drought, which I love hearing that. And the marketing is really polished. And Bungie always, when they come into these big content releases, their marketing team does such a good job, Diddy, pulling me right off the fence going, yes, they've got it figured out. Yes, this is right. <laughs> this is the plan. But I'm not holding my breath here. I'm excited. But this is also one of those things that I'm going to still wait to spend my money until the first annual pass content drop releases. I'll probably end up picking it up then. I am very excited. But don't get me wrong. I've been very excited about their materials before. So. Yeah, yep, agreed, 100%. And then, like you said, two raid layers, one in the spring, one this winter. I'm guessing, dude, the amount of effort it takes to work on new game modes is probably what's going to pull them away from the Joker's Wild portion of the season, like the spring season that doesn't have the raid layer. Um, oh, I said that wrong just a second ago. So December and next summer, those are the two raid layer points. But the spring, that's when Gambit evolves in the new activity experience. An extension of Gambit, perhaps? Yeah, I mean, it, it could, since they're taking that off, it could give them an opportunity to collect all the feedback from the the raid and the first raid layer for this year. Yeah. And, you know, either improve or, you know, make changes to that summer update. It's almost like we've had this conversation before of the benefits wow. of like a, a subscription style service where if they're not delivering good content, people will not be purchasing the annual pass. So right. it's, it's almost direct pressure applied to Bungie to create good annual pass content to encourage mm -hmm. people to want to support it in that way. Now, granted, they don't have the month-to-month -month pressure that yeah. like a subservice does. It's either all or nothing. But yeah, I think I would just I would I I think I would still prefer to have the option to buy each one of these content drops separately, even if it was for more than $10 because, right, it's $30 up front for the next year or nine months of content. 
if it was $15 for each one, I think I'd be more inclined to participate if I knew I was getting good content. I think, A, I totally get that stance. And I would almost fall into that same basket, but it doesn't really matter because this is an Activision level decision. And <laughs> right. if this goes successfully for them financially, I mean, even look at Black Ops 3 or 4, excuse me, going into the annual pass model as well. Mm -hmm. This is yeah. clearly like a company-wide initiative that I, I guarantee they focus grouped. So we have the benefit of active pressure on them to create a good annual pass product so that it's viable. People want to purchase into it. More people want to buy annual pass. But on the other hand, like you said, you no longer get the choice. So if the December update really stinks, but the summer one's awesome, too bad, so sad, you got to buy the whole thing. Oh, well. I mean, that's just... But I, I guess mean, by the, the time that Activision's summer one, toward. by the time that summer one is out, they probably would have updated a lot of things from that winter update. So, well, I will say it has been super fun. I talked on the last few weeks shows. My good buddy yeah. Captain Falcon got Destiny two, and he lived mm -hmm. under a rock, knew nothing about Destiny one, <laughs> and it's been the greatest experience ever. Like having to explain to him like infusion and what's an exotic, how do motes of light work? Like it's so much fun to watch somebody <laughs> who's brand new to Destiny. Getting to experience over the last two weeks, all of D1, Curse of Osiris, Warmind, PvP for the very first time. We did his first nightfall today, and he was like, that was so hard and cool. And now he's going to roll into Forsaken tomorrow, and in a couple of weeks, he'll be trying out the raid like for his very first raid experience ever. And it's like, it is so fun to see that wow. kind of excitement again and get reminded of like when we first started in 2014, Diddy, like that kindergarten spirit alive and well again up against like curmudgeon hermits who are like i remember the days and the things and the stuff so yeah it's so hard to have the perspective of the newer player when you've been playing literally since alpha and it's just like uh, what i i don't understand like how you don't understand what this is in the game and it's it's like i i forgot that i had to learn that yeah because i've just always seemed to know to know it you know yeah it's it's almost hard to explain things like Oh man, how do you explain infusion to somebody who's never done it before? <laughs> right? It's like, well, you take yeah, the more or, or experience any type in. of other drop or like game mechanic like that in another game, right? Mm -hmm. If he had never played World of Warcraft, how would you explain it to him then? Like, it's, it's, and he's difficult. not like it's, this is his first looter game ever. So I totally wow. see the hard balance that Bungie has had to strike where, hey, it's tough to appeal to both sides of the fence. The people who've read every single TWAB for the last, you know, four years and this brand new person who's never going to watch a YouTube video in their life about tips for this game. So mm -hmm. right. uh, speaking of, actually, I don't know how to segue it. But anyway, the uh, enforcement team is being more strict with bans. So people doing win trading and DDoS stuff, they are going to be doing not only like activity based bans, but they're also going to remove the access to pinnacle crucible rewards like the Red Ricks and Luna's Howl, and any Pinnacle Crucible rewards released in the future, and severe infractions, you might lose access to all D2 activities. So don't do bad stuff online and follow the terms of service. Pretty simple. With update 2.0, Diddy, there were some bugs. I'm going to leave the whole like link to the TWAB on our website so people can go through the full thing. Uh, the spicy ramen quest will not be able to be completed because the ramen shop is no longer distributing the coupons. So if you're having that bug, I know Captain Falcon was. Don't worry about it. They're aware. And then the other thing is on PC, hand cannons are not performing correctly. The recoil is wrong. After that first shot, you may be seeing insane, like, inaccuracy. 
The temporary fix right now, I believe, from what Sassy said, is go into the menu after you respawn in PvP, but it, I think the deal is you're getting the maximum recoil value after the first shot. So if you're playing PvP right now, I would not suggest using a hand cannon unless you're aware of how to combat this little bug until they solve it. So just on PC. Risk runner. Risk runner. Just, just use risk runner. It's so good. In all three slots, right? Yeah, definitely. Man, so side tangent before we sort of wrap today's show up. The new weapon slot system is live. I've played with it in both PvE and PvP quite a bit this last week. I'm curious to see what the PvP meta is going to inv like evolve into. Right now, it's definitely the test drive phase, but you would not believe how many baby buffalo are running around <laughs> with shotguns as their primary ditty. And they'll literally Again. just go wait in a corner. Like They'll just camp the corner. You'll sit there and watch them and, and set your stopwatch. It's like, I'm not, I'm not running around the corner. I'm not doing that. I played enough D1 to know how this works, sir. <laughs> and I have to just, I'm going to wait and see how things play out. In some ways, I think the new meta was really fun. There's a lot of new lethality to it. Like spawning with my sniper rifle on PC and having ammo after spawn is like this mind-blowing experience. You're like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. But at the same time, too, uh, I feel like we left a a pretty stable sandbox in terms of PvP. And now we're back in the Wild West of craziness. And it's going to be a road to get back to finding what the sort of balancing point is, right? I mean, it's the season of the outlaw, so it's going to be a little chaotic. <laughs> All right. Good play. Good plug. <laughs> uh, other than that, Diddy, we've got Forsaken out. And I think this is the beginning of year two, Destiny 2, and really year four of destiny of the show i'm so excited for the next couple of months dude and to experience forsaken with the clan members and with you any uh closing thoughts as we finish up the show play gambit it's a ton of fun it it's it's a dream come true it's it's so so good just i love how go much you gambit. enjoy it dude <laughs> it's, this is it's cool to hear it's so it was so much fun plus the risk runner ah oh. Favorite weapon. Be favorite honest. Weapon. Did you go into Gambit thinking you were going to have that kind of fun? No. I thought, okay, this is going to be nice. But then I realized a PvE player can now shine in the PvP arena, right? Like, this is what we do. We clear trash mobs quick. And it works. It's, it's fun. Is it finally opening the door to competitive PvE in a proper way? Not a Prison of Elders way, but does this open the door to a new philosophy in regards to designing activities like these? I think it can, and I think that'd be a great discussion for another time. Totally. All right. With that said, where can people find other people to play with and your content? Discord.me slash Destiny the Show. We've got tons of people playing. We've got actually, I cleared out some inactive accounts on the D DTS clans as well, both uh, the, the primary and the secondary clans. So join up if you want some people to play with. I know there's going to be a lot of uh, activity for Forsaken and also my content at twitter.com slash DiddyDTS, D-I-T-T-Y-D-T-S and youtube.com slash Wooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S. I saw Clay and Chat working this week on PC, and it was the happiest Ooh. feeling in the world because I'm literally, we can talk to each other in game. It is Finally. so cool when that happened, dude. It was like, this is real and a thing. It felt like World of Warcraft, like having By your guild way, side note, I tried to record some Gambit with OBS because my capture card doesn't work, and I'm like, why isn't it working? But then I remembered Destiny 2 has the anti-cheat, so yeah. I can't. 
Yeah, shadow play. <laughs> you can shadow use use Nvidia shadow play, and you'll be set to jet. Yeah, I'll do that. So, uh, you can go to our website destinytheshow.com for all the links from today and more. You can follow us on Twitter at Destiny the Show, same name on Facebook. Uh, we just basically publish the shows there. So, if you're wanting an update of when they go live each Tuesday, that's the spot. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all the spots at BBK Dragoon. Thanks for listening. Thanks for another great year. Enjoy Forsaken, and we can't wait to talk with you next time.